0: Welcome Home, a podcast for veterans about veterans by veterans, is a project of Willing Warriors and the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. Good morning. I'm your host, Larry Ziliacs, Director of Culinary Services here at the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. And today, our guest is Bruce Wright. He is a Navy veteran, a former commander. Vietnam veteran. And he is the uh, a chair of the patient advisory board, the patient advisory board for an organization called CLL. And uh, I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about what the organization is and what they do. Uh, first, welcome to the podcast, uh, Bruce.
1: Thank you for having me, Larry. My time serving was during Vietnam which I made three deployments to Vietnam, one on a destroyer in 1968 and then two more on an aircraft carrier in 1971, two and three. During that period of time, I spent time in country, both either in Da Nang and Vietnam or over in the Conphenom or Bangkok, Thailand.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, my exposure to Agent Orange occurred in several places. And I came down with two cancers related to Agent Orange. Prostate cancer, which is a subject for another day, and the current subject, chronic lymphocytic leukemia. I was a member of the American Legion and uh, went in for an exam at the VA in Long Beach, California. And I answered some questions, and they put me in the Agent Orange Registry, Mm -hmm. which gave me a touchy-feely exam, an X-ray, and a blood draw. The results of those indicated to the people at the Long Beach VA that I had prostate cancer and leukemia. I was called in to see the doctor about leukemia. And after he gave me a physical exam, he said, you have cancer. I went, wow. And he said, it's CLL. And I said, what is CLL? And he said, Google it and according to doctor google i shouldn't be talking to you now cuz i only had 5 years of life left ooh that was in 2009 so and here we are 2023 yeah and i'm talking to you so i was looking around on the web and came in contact with an organization that was very local in orange county turns out to be the mother organization that later became what's known as the CLL Society. Right. Our, our website is clsociety.org. And it's available for everybody. It has a wonderful web inter- interface and many selections available to the curious person who is wondering about CLL. Through that organization, I became more and more involved. Because when I found out I had CLL, I made an application to the VA for disability, Mm -hmm. which took three years for me to get my disability assigned. That should never happen to a vet. That's Mm -hmm. a story for another day, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with the help of a wonderful veteran service officer, VSO, Mm-hmm. I was able to finally achieve my disability, which is over 100%, including special monthly compensation. Wanting to pay it forward, I took it upon myself to stay active with the CLL Society, become involved with it. Right. It was founded in 2013 by a doctor, Brian Kaufman, who himself has CLL mm-hmm. and had to give up his medical practice because it was a family practice and the little people were giving him infections, mm. Just kids coming down with whatever they get. And unfortunately he gets sick. And when we have CLL, we're immunocompromised. Our immune system
2: mm-hmm.
1: doesn't work right. And it's a blood cancer that never goes away. Mm-hmm. We can treat it, but it's not curable. Getting it involved, I started helping vets who came to the CL Society and wanted to talk to someone. They sent them to me, a veteran, mm-hmm. so it could be vet to vet. Go ahead. So,
0: um, do you see a lot of veterans coming down with this that uh, would seem to indicate that it's it's a direct result of exposure to Agent Orange?
1: Or? Yeah, I I have encountered many who have CLL or other forms of disabilities. I've helped 102 veterans to date mm. achieve the disabilities that they've earned by serving their country. Mm-hmm. Not all of it's CLL, but a preponderance of it is. It's something that seems to... Come up on you often later in life, mm-hmm. and you're really not aware you have it until you get a blood test done one day and they call you in and say, Something's abnormal here. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time you see it, that mm-hmm. you, you learn that you have CLL. How uh, prevalent
0: is expert treatment for it within the
1: VA? The
0: VAs
1: are teaching hospitals, they take graduates from different universities. Mm -hmm. Long Beach, where I go, has doctors who graduate from University of California at Irvine. And they do their uh, residency training there at the hospital. And once they've completed it, then they move on. Mm -hmm. There's a core staff at the VA, which may have levels of competency, but you usually don't see them. They're busy training the newbies. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was told by the newbie to go Google it, He, shortly after that, moved on Mm -hmm. to Washington State, where he wanted to set up his practice. So they have an overseer called an attending physician who was on the staff at UCI uh, as a doctor in residency. And he was the attending physician that signed off approving the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So I just became proactive, which is what I tell veterans is, own your disease, learn everything you can about it, and then be proactive and seek the help you need. Mm-hmm. So I went to the attending physician and I said, do you have any patients? And he said, no, I keep an eye on these guys here. And I said, well, you have a patient now. That's me. Do you mind?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he said, well, no, I guess not. So we had a wonderful relationship until he retired and my CLL became aggressive enough that I needed to have do some treatment to it To mm-hmm. um, it back in its place.
0: Do you know of any veterans that are receiving treatment in and through the VA's uh, treatment in the community care program with uh, local experts?
1: No, I am not aware of that. They usually try to treat you within their own network. It's an organization like the CL Society, which gets you to learn that there are other doctors out there that are treating CLL, and from the CLL Society, one of the major recommendations we do is inform the patient to seek an expert. If a doctor is treating three to five patients a year for CLL, as well as other forms of leukemia or lymphoma, that's not as good as seeing the doctor who treats nothing but CLL, and there are several of those in California alone.
0: Mm -hmm. I looked on the website and I did notice that uh, you can find an expert provider, but it seems like experts are few and far between. When I looked up Virginia, where we're at here, there were three. Uh, There was nothing listed for Washington, D.C. and nothing listed for West Virginia. So is, is it are there not that many
1: experts out there? There appear to be more out here in California than what you're experiencing back east. Mm -hmm. That's normal. It's at a point where I would then tell you as a veteran is this is a a critical juncture in your life's uh, path. Spoil yourself. Do Mm -hmm. everything you can to get to an expert. Mm -hmm. Let the expert tell you what's really going on. It may cost you more and take more travel time, but it's worth your help to do it.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: We have embedded within the CLL Society website what we call expert access, which we have several of those experts that we have listed, some of which I've helped recruit, who you can set up an appointment with and take your medical data you've received to date from the doctor you're currently seeing Mm -hmm. and ask for no extra charge for this expert to review your case see what's going on, and to provide you recommendations and answer your questions, all at no cost to you.
0: And they would find those providers through
1: the the
0: society then?
1: Yes, sir, on our website. Okay. We have a list just for what we call expert access. Okay. One of the, things, one of the questions that
0: I had was that I, I noticed in uh, the latest American Legion um, magazine, uh, there was an article about uh, the VA may widen coverage under the PAC Act to include some acute leukemias and chronic leukemias. Uh, do you know if they're looking at CLL for that?
1: oh well, CLL is already on a presumptive disease list. And so uh, you don't even have to prove okay. you know, the origin of it. It's accepted already. There are other leukemias and such lymphomas that are there which are not on the list but the VA is handling and they're expanding. I'll give you an uh, anecdotal evidence. The lady who keeps care of our database at our local Mother CLL Society mm-hmm. group in Orange County, California.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Her husband was a artillery officer stationed in the DMZ of Korea. Mm. And he was in Korea in the DMZ at the time they used Agent Orange. He came down with a niche form of lymphoma called, I can't remember to say the name, right. LPL. I helped him fill out his forms and um, he got 100% disability. Good. So he and his wife are both patients and caregivers for each other.
0: Wow. Um, I think the other thing that's important to understand for our veteran lister- listeners here is that you don't have to be a Vietnam veteran to have been affected by Agent Orange. So I myself I filed for uh compensation under the PAC Act and an agent exposure when I was stationed on Guam in the 70s. And yes, so you you could be where it was stored you could be where the planes and the equipment were worked on so you don't necessarily yes. have to have been uh, in country um and and so it's important for those listeners out there if you're not sure if you're covered you check with the VA you'll know they'll they'll know where you were stationed and whether or not you might be covered under the PAC Act or uh, certainly if you have a if you have this condition as presumptive then uh, really it's going to be where you were stationed or where you operated in the time frame that will it will come down to since the there's no causal connection that you have to prove.
1: Yes sir, I'll give you another anecdotal one. Uh, uh, a gentleman that worked in the uh, metalsmith shop on the USS Kitty Hawk and he got on the Kitty Hawk when it arrived back from Vietnam. He worked on it, and then when it deployed to Vietnam, his time in service remaining was less than the full deployment, so they put him ashore early. So he did four years in the Navy and got out. Mm. He worked in the aerospace industry and then retired, and he came down with CLL. He had no actual verifiable exposure to Agent Orange. He lived in Georgia. He came to our group. He talked with me. I told him to get into the VA hospital, closest one to him in Georgia, and put in the fact that he has CLL. He had been in a trial study for the latest drug out at the time called Ibrutinib, that's Mm. a tyrosine kinase inhibitor. And he was through with the clinical trial, therefore he couldn't get any more medicine and he couldn't afford it, didn't have the money. Mm. And so he went ahead and just said, well, I guess I'm just gonna die from this because I don't have the the wherewithal to pay for it. I told him to get into the VA and just tell him that he has CLL. Mm doesn't matter where he got it. He has it. They evaluated him, said he has CLL. And they said, we'll treat you. Okay. And they put him in treatment. And they then did a um, means test on his income. And he and his wife had had to sell their house and lived in their camping trailer. And he just didn't have the funds to treat himself or to live. Hmm. And the VA said, we'll take care of you. And the normal cost at the time for a 90-day supply of those pills was very expensive, $10,000 a month. Wow. Okay. So they evaluated him and they said, okay, you're a veteran. You have CLL. Here's 90 days supply of the pills. It'll cost you $45.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then later they did another means test. He said, no, it'll cost you 25. (laughs) Then the final means test they did on him, it cost him nothing. Mm -hmm. And he's alive today. Let me tell you, I... I'm really
0: I'm glad that you're out there advocating for veterans, especially with something a cancer that can be so complicated and trying to understand what options are available to you. Um, and I've I've been on the website. I've been looking at the website. It is a, a very good website. It's it's very well put together. There's a ton of resources on it. I mean, it would really t- if you if you wanted to get down into the weeds, you could be on this for days. But uh, it, it it looks like it, it's it got plenty of resources. It'll point you to the right people. Uh, the main thing, as you say, is to get uh, into the VA and get uh, tested and get compensated for it and get, get that yes. treatment. Uh, that really is the key. What's the last thing that you want people to know about the society and about CLL?
1: CLL. Everyone has CLL, but the next layer down, each one of us has a different form of CLL. Mm. It's very complicated as you just said, and we're all just slightly different in each other. So we have the same name disease, but we're all looked at differently and treated differently. Very complicated, You're exactly right. Mm. The next thing I want to let the veterans know is all that you do with the CLL society is free. It costs you nothing but your discretionary time to spend your time looking at the website and learning about your disease, how to handle it, how to be treated, and how to live a happy, productive life, which we can. With this particular disease, you Mm. have time to get it figured out and get it treated. And uh, the medicines that are around now are profoundly better. The original medicines were derivatives of mustard gas and Mm. were terrible on the bone marrow. Mm. Today's medicines are not. I've been treated twice with a monoclonal antibody and uh, seven years between treatments, and I'm doing fine. Mm. It's all good. You, you come and you join a group. Cost you nothing to join a group except to fill out a form. Right. And your email address and a phone number. And you'll find that all of us are enjoying full lives, and you'll soon learn this is not a group that's crying and weeping.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is a group that's laughing and scratching
2: mm-hmm.
1: and enjoying life every day. And we welcome you it's the, it's the disease you never wanted to get, but now that you've got it. You've got a whole bunch of friends out there.
0: Great. Well, listen, Bruce, uh, thanks for joining us today. We really uh, appreciate it. This is uh, such valuable information. Uh, I'm I'm afraid that some, some of these veterans that are uh, stricken with this are just not uh, aware of how and, and where to get help. And, and, and this is just so, so important. So, Listen, thank you so much for joining us, and I really appreciate it.
1: It was a pleasure talking with you, and I leave you with this thought. This is for you as well as anyone else. You cannot call me too much, email me too much, or text me too much. We can't cram it all in 30 minutes, but I'm here for you tomorrow and the next day, too.
0: Great. Really appreciate that. So have a great night, and for our listeners, thanks for listening, and we'll have another episode Monday morning at 5 a.m., so take care. The Welcome Home Podcast is brought to you by Willing Warriors, a nonprofit organization serving active duty service members and veterans since 2012. To learn more, please visit our webpage at willingwarriors.org.